It's a bad cast. Blast into your past. Uh, fast as your ass. And boy, now I'm gassed. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Hey, it's your host, Mike Linden. With me, as always, co-host Steve Montenegro. I am with you, as always. With us, as sometimes, co-host Dan Linden. Hi! But it's been like three straight times now. Yeah, yeah I've just decided for that me. that's his uh, uh, permanent distinguishing characteristic on the show now. That seems fair. I accept. <laughs> I accept that distinction. Good, mister, looking at my phone as soon as the podcast begins. I, yeah, well, I'm, you just sat here and it was like, uh, like, we're setting everything up. You just sat here and you're like, God, I'm so bored. Why do I have to sit in this <laughs> dumb chair? And then the moment that we started, you're like, I'm going to ignore you in favor of my phone. I was pre-confirming... The information about the plug I'm going to plug at the end of the show. Oh, it's like an hour away. Well. Ah, oh, damn it. I was so uh, focused on configuring our recording equipment, I forgot to pre-take off my hoodie. Ha-ha. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to. Do that thing where you just like. Wear like, it like a scarf. Yeah, take take your arms and shit out. Just I might as well start that now. Just take it off. Who cares? No, this is a whole this is gonna be the uh this is gonna be the main focus of the show now. It's okay, a, I'm gonna start with taking one arm out of a sleeve. Yeah, each oh, each God. episode involves <laughs> each episode of this audio only show involves a visual theme. Uh-huh. I'm already regretting this being one of the times <laughs> that that you showed up. Uh-huh. Wow. I'm starting to question your loyalty, Dan. Yeah, Dan. Hey, I'm loyal. I'm I, I bleed. How bad and cast? I feel like you have dual loyalties at at a minimum. Oh, to Israel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I meant your other podcast. Sure. And by at a minimum, I meant probably you're more loyal to just doing nothing than doing either of your podcasts. Mm, well, like nothing involving. Podcast no, normally involving digging or filling a hole in your yard. Sure, right. That is Dan's favorite activity. Winter time now, baby. You're you're basically a puppy. No holes. <laughs> Too cold for holes. Oh, that's sad. That's why we have your attention this time. Oh yeah. What do you do in the winter? What do you like? What do you do that I view as a waste of time to your house throughout the winter? Yeah, if you can't dig in your backyard, how do you scoop up all of the Nuts and berries that you've stored away. <laughs> I'm probably going to dig out some garbage in the basement this winter. Oh. What, what type of garbage? Like actual trash or like I just will, stuff you don't want? We'll anymore? see. Oh, you don't even know what's combo. down there? Combo. I think it's going to be a combo. You, you, like, how long have you had this house? Six, seven. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't matter. Some amount of years. More than five. Yeah. Like, so you... and. You've uh, you've already like filled up your basement full of stuff that you don't even know what it is. Well, there's stuff that's just been gone. That's it's mostly stuff that's just come to a, like traveled from residence to residence for the last decade. You don't even keep like an accurate mental map of everything that you own and where it's stored. No. What? Well, what? It, okay. Then what are you using that brain space for? Uh, I don't know. Probably X Men facts. <laughs> I'm trying to decide which one of us <laughs> is using our brain space more, <laughs> more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say me. Sure. I don't only, know. But only by a little. What? I mean, it depends on the situation, I guess. I mean, if it's between X-Men facts and uh, each individual little uh, cartoon character or uh, Stein that you have over on your uh, display over there. 
it's a bookshelf and it's full of Legos and <laughs> and crap that I didn't know where else to put and will eventually throw in the garbage. It just seems unnecessary to track that in your brain. You could be using that for X-Men facts. Well, but but consider this. Yes. What if included in my accurate mental map of everything that I own mm-hmm. and my intimate understanding of everything that I own is a series of trading cards from the X-Men that cool. includes all those X-Men facts. Oh, uh-huh. pretty good. You've got a mind palace that also has a physical characteristic to it. Being the place he lives? Uh, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. What? Hmm? Do you, you just referred to my apartment as a mind palace. Well, like, you've got your book of X-Men facts. Yeah. That's basically what, like, a super memorizer would do, Ugh. except, like... Each of the cards would probably also have a weird story behind it. You're talking it. about this like Dan and I have the context needed to understand what the fuck you're saying about a mind palace. Mind palaces. It's I know the, what a mind palace is. You've all, you've all been, uh, had Sherlock thrust upon you. How can you not know what a mind palace is at this I point? I know what it is. I guess I didn't care because it seemed dumb. <laughs> the guy has a What does a caring closet? have to do with it? Everyone was talking about it. Doesn't matter if you care or not. I really do not recall a single person talking about it until this exact moment. <laughs> yeah. You might not be. Popular. You were too busy indexing all of your possessions, your cards. I mean, I've seen lots of things that people talk about. Uh huh. Just not this one. Mm-hmm. Um. And therefore, I question your assertion that everybody was talking about How the hell do you think Benedict Cumberbatch rose through the ranks to become Doctor Strange, the most beloved Marvel character ever? <laughs> Got a cool cape. Um, his name was Benedict Cumberbatch? That was part of it, yeah. Yeah. Tuts. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that like almost his entire appeal is that his name is Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. It helps. They were probably like... It definitely helped. There's probably a casting person thinking... Wouldn't it be funny if we took this guy with the most British name in the world and cast him as the character that would perfectly naturally seem like they might have a British accent, but force him to do a terrible American accent? Yeah, what what uh, what race or ethnicity was Doctor Strange like originally? Uh, he was... Well, oh, you'd know if you were an X-Man, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, there was a weird thing where like people are now kind of like, oh, was Steve Ditko like trying to suggest that he was of Asian descent, but in like the way that a comic artist yeah, in the that 60s was, would suggest that? That was my, inti- which that is was maybe, my, my question. Which is maybe why they just like walked back from it because it was like, ooh. <laughs> But I mean, like, look at it this way. They definitely could have cast an Asian dude for the movies. Sure. They, yeah. Well, they could have. Yeah. But people would you think people would have freaked out? I mean, he hasn't been Asian for, like, over half a century now. Okay. He's been very explicitly just, like, some white dude from New York, unlike any other character in the Marvel <laughs> canon. Um, well, some characters in the Marvel canon are four white dudes from New York if they decide to split into four dudes. Mm. Uh, What's that guy's name? Multiple man? Yeah, multiple man. That is dude multiple that's multiple man men. Jamie is multiple Mandrix. man from New York? I don't know. I'm what do you sh- mean? He's an X-Man. This yeah, is your fourth day. Yeah, didn't he, didn't he have a later book in which he was just like a private detective in New York? Yes. Yeah. Is that really? You could say that about half of the characters in Marvel. <laughs> well, yeah, but in this instance, it proves the point that we were making. He lived in New York, unlike most characters in the Marvel canon. 
who, All right. Well, who just by sheer numbers like lived in Genosha. Well, sure. How many mans was he when he was a detective? Uh, well, he always had a few just like going around experiencing life. Sure. He was sort of like his own personal Wikipedia where he'd send out his like weird clone selves to go learn things and then he would absorb them back again. Creepy. Mm-hmm. He's like a weird, like did he function like an ant colony? Unclear. I think yeah, they I mean, were... they're, they're all like tied to the same brain and then he'd get confused if there were too many and he couldn't do things. Yeah, but I think they were mostly independent until they came back to him. Hmm. Well, that's fun. Uh... Unclear, though. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe as he got better at it, he could. they were more independent. Yeah, it seems like a type of thing where you like practice makes perfect type Figure of thing. that out. Because I'm yeah. sure at first it was just sort of like they were all just basically like basically just like human-shaped fists. Yeah, there's like a... Uh-huh. kind of stumbled around. There's like a muscle memory thing. Yeah, at uh-huh. first he was just like, you know, Agent Katarl or whatever. He could turn his arm into six arms for punching. What? <laughs> to be clear, Agent Katarl was one of the two nameless uh, agents in The Matrix, according oh. to our friends when we watched it together. Nice. The, I did the not... non-Smithian agents were, were Eskin Katarl. Nice. Yeah. I accept that. It just makes sense. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know why, why the asking Katara were the natural progressions of Smith, but I also, <laughs> I also didn't remember if they actually had names or not. Who's to say? I don't think so. Okay, they probably do somewhere. Yeah, it's possible. You think they thought that far ahead? Probably. Is there another Matrix movie coming? Uh, in theory, I did hear that. Huh. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that's my reaction. Is that a thing that people wanted? I don't know. I'm sure there are people who want that. It's only one of the Wachowskis, though, and it, so I don't know if even both of them wanted it. Oh, oh that's wow! <laughs> is it, so I is didn't hear like, about that. Is it like a is it a sequel or a reboot? Does it I don't. does it star Keanu Reeves or Kristen Wiig? Uh, well, <laughs> I think Keanu Reeves is in it, but I don't know if he's just in it as like a talking tumbleweed, like the SpongeBob movie. Oh, beg pardon. <laughs> There's a new SpongeBob movie coming out. Why? Uh, where Keanu? I don't know. Money. Yeah, but I mean, like, who's left from SpongeBob age that cares about it's SpongeBob? Still, still on. What really? That show is still going. Wow. Generations upon generations have followed the adventures of the manic how many, sponge. How many seasons behind The Simpsons did it start? Like, how many Ooh, years will? <laughs> how many years past The Simpsons will it have to run? You think that's their goal now? If The Simpsons ever dies, well, it kind of only half counts because it's not a primetime, you know, network that's, show. Yeah, that's true. Sure. That's true. I mean, they, but crank, still, they like, crank out kids shows like crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, like sometimes they even label it like three or four seasons a year. Because mm-hmm. I think they're on like season three of Adventure Time by like the end of the first year that it existed. Mm. Uh. It's weird how they do that. I don't know why. Anyway, Keanu Reeves plays a... Uh, Talking tumbleweed. Well, I think he's technically like Sage Brush, and his name is Sage. Aren't, but like, aren't they and, underwater? Aren't, yeah. Uh, I think they go on a non-water journey. What? Uh, they so can do like, that. So like the chipmunk woman is fine. Well, the chipmunk woman chipmunk gives them woman. squirrel. I think she's a squirrel. Whatever. They're the same she thing. She gives them suits to go not water. I have never watched uh, any of SpongeBob. Mike, he lives in a pineapple. From, I know that. That's Under the fun, sea. right? SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Briny and porous and yellow is he? I mean, at least some of those that lines might be, are right. Yeah, that might be the next line. <laughs> That's possible. The guy who played... Uh, Tom Kenny? Uh, 
well, that guy, yeah. But like, uh, what am I thinking of? Oh, it's funny because the they're all Tom Kenny. <laughs> How dare you? Clancy Brown is the weird crab man, which is funny because everything else he does is like, ooh, I'm an angry alpha male. And then in this one, he's like, I'm an angry alpha male, but I also have a pirate voice. <laughs> Example of the other things Clancy Brown does. He was Lex Luthor for many years on all of the cartoons. Oh, okay. He uh, often plays, I don't know, angry military man in things. Sure. Oh, because Arlie Ermey's getting old. I mean, he's like a different kind of military man. Oh. <laughs> Arlie Ermey played like angry drill sergeant, where I feel like Clancy Brown is usually like angry some rank above the main character. Gotcha. Lieutenant Colonel. Yeah. Angry military man who actually plans things rather than merely is there to break you down so that you can be built back up. So yeah. that he can plan things and you'll just accept them. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. He's the guy that says, I don't care how many people we lose. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. He's absolutely that guy. Yeah. Was there a Rambo cartoon when we were kids? Oh, my God. I uh, feel like there might have been a Rambo cartoon, and that seems like a weird thing to foist upon children. That sounds that bananas, true. but certainly plausible. I, I feel like it must have existed. Like, just because, like, it's a thing that I... Either my brain has concocted memories of a Rambo cartoon, not out of the question. <laughs> I mean, you would think that they would want to find a way to sell Rambo toys to children. Sure. And doing it through the movies might be might have been a bridge too far at the time. Yeah, it was called Rambo the Force of Freedom. Huh. All right. How John Rambo and his team go on missions battling a paramilitary terrorist organization. He has a team. Rambo had a team? That seems very un Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, he was a good guy, right. <laughs> um, which is also pretty un-Rambo. Well, I don't know. So was was he... he supposed to be the good guy in that one Rambo where he ripped the guy's throat out for no reason? Yeah, I think he was a good guy. I, I think he was a good guy. Dude, I think we did this like three episodes ago. But I think he was a it good guy. It wasn't about whether he was a good guy or not, though. Yeah, he was a good guy after the first movie. In the first movie, he was a veteran suffering from PTSD that just wanted to shoot people from the top of a clock tower. Uh -huh. And then they're like, oh, my God, people bought tickets to this? We have to make a sequel. <laughs> and now he's great for some reason. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely not in prison like he should be. So is he... Uh, Who on, sends him on these missions? On Colonel Troutman's request... Don't worry, the log line's got you covered, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> On Colonel Troutman's request, John Rambo leads Special Unit, the Force of Freedom, against Paramilitary Terrorist Organization, S-A-V-A-G-E, Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion, what? all over the globe. <laughs> wait, they administer vengeance and anarchy? Well, so it spells savage. But is that, wait, is that the bad or guys? Savage, or savage, if this is Star Wars, Is that the bad reason? guys? What? There's a, there's a, uh... Uh, there's a like Darth Maul race, like dark side ninja <laughs> named like S Savage, and it's just spelled Savage. Yeah, huh. I think it's his brother. Yeah, he's like Darth is Savage, Savage. The bad guys, or is that Rambo's yeah. team? No, that's the terrorists. Oh, I misheard you. I his, thought that was Rambo's his, team. Like, oh my god, his special <laughs> unit is the Force of Freedom. Right. What does that stand for? The Force of Freedom, Dan. <laughs> It's not the longest acronym in the world. 
Fun operations. Fully operated. Um, with Rambo. Rambo. Champions. Champions exist. Exist. What was it? Of. of. <laughs> exist. Or fake it. Or. <laughs> for real excitement, excitement. entertainment, Change. domination over media. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not so it's a media company. It's, it's like a Rambo was talked down from the clock. It's the very company. The end, it's the very and company. Started a PR firm. It's the company that created the cartoon. It's very meta. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. They had to give a sizable ownership stake to Shuki Levy and Haim Saban, mm-hmm. but who did in fact make this make this cartoon? Good, of, course. of course. Um, there was a narrator for each episode. Brian Dennehy. Bill Cosby. Don LaFontaine. Uh, who's that? Um, uh, most notably, I think, um, I mean, he's a lot of things. Uh, Minnesota native Don LaFontaine. Hey, up top. But he's the, he, he says in a world. Yeah, he's the in a world guy. Oh, all right. But he apparently also was the narrator of Force of Freedom. Has he narrated a lot of terrible cartoons then? Probably. I'm sure. I would think the inner world guy would be uh, would be too busy for such things. Uh, well, I mean, how many times can you say that? I mean, for every movie that comes out. Every movie takes place in a world. Ooh, good point. That's a great point. <laughs> hmm. I, I mean, a lot of them take place in a world exactly like world. ours, where yeah. some people are doing specific things. Right. But, you know, in a world yeah, you in can which still start people that sometimes way. eat sandwiches, <laughs> but other times use those same ingredients for burritos. In a world where people want romance but don't know exactly how to communicate with each other, leading to wacky circumstances. Yes. That just, yeah, that just makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine he did a lot of things. Yeah. Get that like, money. Like, and it's like, it's almost impossible to tell, right? Because if you like go to his IMDb page, it's just going to all be instances in which he said in a world <laughs> during some other production. Does right? that happen? Does IMDb list trailers? Well, for, no, it won't be like, for the he trailers. Played himself but, like, a bunch, yeah, I'm he'll sure. play, he'll, like, anytime someone needs a realistic or ridiculous movie trailer yeah. in another product, right. they would hire him to do that. I suppose that's true. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see that movie in a world? No. It was actually pretty okay. I should remember what that was. It was like, uh, it's a movie about... Or from when it was. uh, I'm going to say like, oh, I'm looking at it right now. 2013. There you go. Um, Like the uh, the idea is like, uh, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lake Bell is trying to break into voiceovers for movie trailers. Ah. But her, her dad is basically the Don LaFontaine of this world. Right. And like keeps and keeps like, you know, voice blocking her, let's call it. Yeah. Oh, what a jerk. Yeah. Because women shouldn't do movie trailers, I think. Obviously. Um Yeah, I mean Don Don LaFontaine mostly just like played movie trailer voice in things. Right. Let's see. He was the narrator of the Rambo series. Um, trailer announcer, promo announcer, <laughs> trailer narrator, movie oh. trailer announcer, promo narrator. Uh, 
He was the voice of 1996 in the video game Power Slave. Okay. That's Whoa. a lot of questions there. The voice of the year 1996? I guess. Or like a robot 1996? I guess. the the I, If you're unfamiliar with 1996's Power Slave, which apparently includes a character named 1996, <laughs> uh the CIA sends in a commando team into Egypt to combat an evil presence in the area. The evil presence turns out to stem from an ancient pharaoh's curse. That might be a spoiler. <laughs> the commando team's helicopter crashes, and you are the sole survivor and must combat the hordes of evil alone. Oh, no, the hordes. Maybe, maybe even combat them. Well, all right. Look, um, out. Look out for the hordes. Let's see. Uh, Don LaFontaine was the opening sequence narrator for the TV series Renegade. Are we really just running through his entire... I'm, I'm surprised that filmography? with that plot that Power Slave had, yeah. that, you know... Wait a minute. It didn't sound like like the evil hordes of ancient Egypt or whatever were trying to force you to build another pyramid or something. It's strange that they went with Power Slave... As the title for that video game. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, I am discovering currently from Don LaFontaine's IMDb page, which basically, should we just rename this podcast? We're eventually going to read IMDb to <laughs> <laughs> um, I am discovering uh, that from Don LaFontaine's IMDb page that he played the opening narrator in 1997's short-lived 22-episode series, Team Knight Rider. Uh... It's very funny to me uh, when you uh, listen to descriptions of shows that came pre-internet. Mm -hmm. Short-lived is 22 episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, pre-internet, <laughs> that was short-lived. Uh -huh. Now it's like these people are geniuses and rich. Right. Um, 15 years have passed since Michael Knight and Kit roamed the California countryside, eliminating obstacles and persons under the guise of flag, the foundation for law and government. Oh, oh. eliminated obstacles. That's yeah. a weird thing to, you yeah. know, like. Uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like they were a death squad. <laughs> I'm Either sure that or they simply... just meant concrete uh, walls and. <laughs> Maybe it's just the fact that, like, if your, like, superpower or whatever is this fancy sports car. Yeah. Every once in a while, you're going to stumble across like a tree in the road, yeah. and you really have to get that out of the way if you want to continue to be special in any yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> a herd of cattle is slowly moving across <laughs> the highway. Now, Michael Knight is replaced by five cunning yet clever. Oh. Because, you know, <laughs> cunning always rules out clever. Uh-huh. Uh, except for in this one instance. <laughs> Cunning yet clever operatives, and Kit is replaced by five other sophisticated, <laughs> quote, talking, end quote, cars. <laughs> the year is 1997, and the five operatives and cars travel around the country aboard a C4 transport jet. They are members of FLAG. Does the jet talk? Uh, I don't know. I hope so. They are members of FLAG, and their missions are sanctioned by the Intelligence Committee, just in case you were wondering. I'm reasonably sure I saw some episodes of this. Uh, this other description says, 10 years ago, so there's some... Dispute about the time. Uh, Ten uh, years ago, all it took was one man in one car to get the job done. Now, the Foundation for Law and Government has as assembled five highly skilled operatives and paired them with most advanced state-of-art vehicles to take on a new breed of outlaw. They are Team Knight Rider. So is the idea that crimes have gotten more advanced? One of those five advanced? people is someone that you've heard of. I guarantee it. In the... Uh so within this description, now you've heard a description of a total of six talking robot cars. 
was. How did that compare to your experience in a real robot car over the last week? Um, well, the car didn't talk to me at all. You were in a robot car? Hold on. Yeah. Back up. So I was in a robot car. Okay. I was and in... And the podcast is officially out of IMDb. Um, how bad cast? How bad cast? How bad cast? Everybody, how bad cast? 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 The interstitials are just you clearing your throat this time. <laughs> I know. Sorry. That's, <clears throat> that's not That's not good. You, I'm ready now, baby. You under the weather? Got to take care of them pipes. How will you defeat your dad in the movie trailer voiceover game? <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. No, peanut butter is the opposite of doing good for voiceover. Uh, Unless you're a horse or a what? dog. Oh, right. sure. And Don LaFontaine is your voice. Right. Oh. Peanut butter was a fantastic uh, technological innovation from tying a wire to the horse's snout. Yeah. Is that actually what they did? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, I wonder if it was like I wonder if it was like someone on set or like the ASPCA that's like, hey, you can't rip this horse's face off every time you want him to say a syllable anymore. Uh-huh. Um, Maybe they're just going through too many horses. Ah, yeah. uh, you can't put that horse on camera; its face is all ripped up. Oh, uh, so I was in Las We've Vegas, Nevada. Through, oh, sorry, yeah, I was now in I'm Las in Vegas, there. Nevada. Yes, um, Las Vegas, Nevada. Moat in the eye of God. That's right. Crime against nature. <laughs> I mean, I guess all cities in a desert are kind of a crime well, against but nature. Like, very egregiously so. Proudly, the proudest crime against yeah. nature. Yeah, it's very arrogant about its nature criming. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I was going to get a lift, uh-huh. a, a rideshare application vehicle. Uh-huh. And Lyft says to me, hey, would you like to opt into an autonomous driving vehicle? Oh. And I said, has anybody said no to this ever? <laughs> uh, and then I realized that uh, it kept getting caught in traffic and turning around and doing weird U-turns uh-huh. on the way. Mm. Okay. Um, or maybe the, they just got stuck in traffic. But it took like 20 minutes longer than it said it, it was going to take. 20 minutes? Me. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it took like 20 minutes longer. But, you know, I'm like, I don't know, robot car, hang around for 20 minutes. <laughs> ah, robot car. Were you, at that moment, drinking in the street? I was not. Mm. Oh, well, that seems like a waste of 20 minutes. I don't, like, so so uh, keen listeners of this show may or may not know. I don't know how much I've talked about it. Uh-huh. I'm in Las Vegas with some frequency. Yes. Um, When I'm there, I don't engage in, like, day drinking debauchery and shit like that because, <laughs> like, like, I just, I wouldn't survive it. <laughs> like, if if I'm going to be like, if I'm like, okay, I'm here for three days or four days or even two days, but I'm going to be drunk for every minute of it that I'm awake, I would just die. I don't know how people do that. Uh, I mean. I don't know how douche bros do that. According to that one movie I saw about it, they the die. Hangover? Oh, no, I was thinking of uh, leaving Las Vegas. Oh. You refer to that as that one movie I saw about it? Yeah. I mean, Um, his idea wasn't like... I mean, his idea wasn't going to be drunk every time I'm awake, but it was not like for fun. (laughs) Right. He was very serious and focused about it. Yes. Yeah, he was trying to die. Yeah. And then that one uh, jerk woman really distracted him. Yeah. Why did she (laughs) knock him off his game like that? You're a jerk, Elizabeth Shue, or some <laughs> th- approximation thereof. It was played- Elizabeth Shue. Yeah! <laughs> Didn't she? Ca- well, whatever. 
We don't have to talk about the plot of leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what IMDb has Robot to say about car. It. Robot car. You're sitting there for 20 minutes while it does U-turns. Yeah. So I get in the robot car. Yeah. What did you do for that 20 minutes? I don't know. Probably angrily smoked. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um. So does it... Um. So I get in the robot car. <laughs> does it talk to you? And instead of having a dude driving it, yeah. there's two dudes driving it. Ah. <laughs> uh, because apparently making a vehicle autonomous... Doubles the amount of human input you need. Interesting. It's just a demonstration project. Like Lyft was like really excited that they were going to be the first to, uh, the first to market like with autonomous vehicles in their in their lifts. Uh huh. And like this company was like, Are you looking at Lyft's IMDb right now? Why yes. is your phone out? Oh yes, I'm checking on Lyft's <laughs> IMDb. You know, people would have not known my phone was out unless you, if you hadn't said. Anything I know to you would have gotten away with it. What? <laughs> How is that getting away with it? The anyways. So Are you enraged, listeners? Right to uh, howbadcast at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. Uh, so this company, Aptive, wanted to be uh, APTIV. Okay. Um, awesome people turning, turning in vehicles. In vehicles? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um. They wanted to be the first autonomous cars using rideshare. Yeah. So, like peanut butter and chocolate, a marriage was formed. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and and they only so they're only operating in Las Vegas because every like every property around the Strip in Las Vegas has a very specific lift drop off area. Mm-hmm. So these are not like map data, like traffic data routes. These are. Or like satellite data, traffic data routes. These are pre-mapped routes. Hmm. Um, uh, so there are two guys in there. One guy to like take over the car in case something happened. Sure. And one guy to give me a whole spiel on the car. Okay. Um, uh, he did not like. I think he. I think he planned his sixty to ninety second spiel and then thought I would go cool as he said any questions. Yeah. I had very many questions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty sure that man gave me proprietary information about yeah. that company. Nice. Because I asked specific questions, and he was just so excited that someone had specific <laughs> questions. Because literally his job is to say, no, just it's to sit in the passenger seat of a car and say, no, it's driving itself. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look <laughs> yeah. at it. So there's like a there's like a big screen. It's like a heads-up display. So they they only use Mercedes's. Okay. Um, I think it's Mercedes's or BMW's. BMW's. I, wonder if, I wonder if you're allowed to request the robot car. And also put your set into I do not want to talk. No questions. I, does that does Lyft have I do not want to talk? I don't know. I don't remember who has enabled that. Um, but uh, but no. So he asked me at the beginning if, if like if like I would want to if I wanted to hear the spiel, sure, or if I just wanted to sit there and I'd ask him questions as they came, mm-hmm. and uh. I was like, yes, tell me the marketing pitch. And then we'll dig into the technology after we're done. Yeah. Because this car is going to drive us down the Las Vegas Strip, the busiest two miles of road in fucking America, <laughs> instead of taking the highway like it should have. <laughs> um, so I'll have plenty of time to ask questions about sensor suites. Uh, but yeah. So it's all based on like, it's all based on like, uh, like various LIDAR and radar. And like, there's like one camera, just in case the uh, stoplights don't have that uh, weird clicky on offy thing that emergency vehicles use. Uh, mm-hmm. Did it have like visible robot uh, attachments? It did not. No, there's just a guy sitting there, and like, 
Like, so the only time that he touched it is when the car decided, like, oh, we're going all the way down this stretch of road, this very busy stretch of road, but uh-huh. eventually we're going to need to turn right. So I'm going to basically stop in the middle of the road and move all the way over to the right aggressively right now <laughs> so we can sit here while everybody else turns forever. Uh-huh. And the guy's like, no, move back to the left. <laughs> he would just literally tap it, put on a turn signal, tap the wheel, put on a turn signal, and pop it back over to the left periodically. Huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the dudes were telling me that... Like, like leading a mule. Yeah, like so. Anytime you touch anything, it goes into uh, it goes into manual mode, and as long as you're like actively touching something, uh-huh. like then it stays in manual mode. Mm-hmm. So the dudes were telling me that when they first started like driving these things, it was in like autonomous driving mode for like nine seconds every thirty every thirty minute trip, right? <laughs> because like you just when you're sitting at the wheel of a car, you drive it. That's yeah. your instinct is right. to drive the car. Mm-hmm. But um. No, there's a big monitor that was already like the heads-up display from the BMW. It was a BMW. I know that for sure now. Um, my brain has re- recollected it. Um, uh, and like it was already built in there, but they had to like you know hack their way into it or whatever. Sure. And like you could see what the car was sort of seeing on there, and it was like green blob that moves, uh-huh. red blob that doesn't move, <laughs> green blob that moves, <laughs> like you know, and it, as it was like using radar and lidar to like map everything around it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Uh. But, like, it was really interesting because, like, the Las Vegas Strip is also full of weird-ass shapes and sizes of vehicles. Like, Certainly. You know, sometimes there's, like, a half-size semi-truck where the trailer is just a big, light-up, like, like motion-animated <laughs> billboard that, like, says, sexy, 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 as a woman <laughs> kicks her leg up in the air. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. And, like, you got to also figure out what the fuck that thing is. Right. Mm-hmm. The car mostly saw it as a larger green blob. Sure. But um, did not ever merge into it. Oh, that's uh, nice. Yeah, and it, it, it autonomous drove itself for a majority of this trip, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't, like, you know, low speeds in traffic. I can't tell if that's more or less impressive than right. high speeds in light traffic or whatever. I don't um, know. Good uh, question. It does seem like with, like, the more just random people around the more uh, difficult it seems like it would be. Yeah, and no one, like... so like the it, highway is relatively uniform in how it works. Yeah, and it was on Las Vegas Boulevard, which, like I said, like, no one just, like, randomly runs across, uh-huh. like, in the middle, because there's fences to stop you from right. running off the sidewalk unless you're at a stoplight. Oh. And, like, um, if you, like... I mean, they're not, like... It's not, like... We're not talking, like like Warsaw ghetto fences or but anything. He, it's just like little decorative like thing that you would have to jump over. You'd have to really directly want it. into traffic. You gotta like, really okay. want it. So it's not like it's not like three quarters of the way to a zombie quarantine city. No, 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 no. Um though that would be pretty funny is if like, well, there's a lot of zombies around this city. Let's just not let people drive on this road anymore. And make the, <laughs> and make the zombies uh walk down the middle of it. Yeah. Um or the other way around, like, oh no, well the we've lost this city to zombies, but we can still use the roads. Oh. And then you have sort of a Jurassic Park of zombies. Yeah, oh. wasn't wasn't there a there wasn't there a Resident Evil movie that involved being in the desert around a recently buried by sand Las Vegas and then like zombie crows? That sounds right. Uh, I think, yeah, most of that sounds right. I don't remember the zombie crows, but I'm not sure I actually saw that movie. I think the big deal of the movie was packs of zombie crows. Oh, no. I think that was the uh. big deal. Or murders of zombie crows. <laughs> yeah. Was that an Allie Larder-involved 
I don't know Resident who that Evil. is. Uh, doesn't matter. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, Dan, fire up her Wikipedia or her IMDb <laughs> page yeah. for when for sure, when I'm done sure, with this sure, story. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, she was on the show Heroes. Did you see the show Heroes? I don't believe I did. No. Then it continues to not matter. What are you doing? What? What are you doing right I'm now? I'm just trying to move on. Why I don't do want to have. Her, why do you know I her name? I don't want to have then? to explain who Allie Larder is. But why do you know her name then? Because she's been in many things. I thought it was Fifth Element. I thought Fifth Element was Resident Evil. She's the main Resident Evil <laughs> Wait, fighter. The yeah. main Resident Evil. The main fighter say, of like, Resident Evil. The evil is the resident. Resident's evil. Yeah. Uh, Resident's but, evil. Like sometime, like, you know. Four or five movies in, I think she met up with Allie Larder. Sure. And they became zombie killing friends for a movie or so. I see. I think. So if all of the zombies were men and they were always talking about killing zombies, yes. Does that movie still pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> no. No. Dan says no. No. I don't know. I bet they I bet it does. There there has to be some point in there where they're just talking about Something aside from killing zombies. Well, there's like their their mysterious past. Presumably, there's not. There's at least one non-male zombie. Yeah. Right. Presumably, I remember at one point, uh, uh, Fifth Element like runs into a church where some people are. Do any of us know her name? And she says, "Move." And that's not about a man. Jovovich. 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 Okay. All right. We know her name. Anyways, she says, what? Move. Yeah, it, <laughs> you need like a three-line scene minimum here. I don't know. She says things. Anyways, the robot car was pretty cool. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it, it was cool because it was like Doesn't a, sound like the robot car passed the Bechdel-Wallace test. No. Um, uh, <laughs> like the car itself? Or the contents of the car? I see. Yeah, it was two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, it was pretty cool. But, like, only, like, I'm not joking. I would have probably paid them, like, like just for that, even if I didn't need to get somewhere. Sure. Um, but, uh, but like, you know, it was cool because I got to ask questions. It was like a museum piece type of thing. Right. Like, it was actually, like, more annoying than just getting in a regular car if that's all you're trying to do. But still totally worth it. Uh-huh. I'm hoping that their next phase is, like, they keep the Q&A guy... Well, but then they replaced the driver with the Johnny Cab robot from <laughs> Total Recall. Uh-huh. I think it was Total Recall. Yeah, I think I think that would be illegal. I'm pretty sure that you need to drive a car now. <sighs> okay, fine. Then they replaced the Q and A guy with the Johnny Cab Johnny Q and A <laughs> robot. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I think at a certain point, if like the autonomous driving is is improved and like better tested because mm-hmm. um, they said they'd driven like they said they'd driven like 50,000 trips up sure. and down the strip or whatever so like that's not that much data to no. feed into it um, yeah it's not that many blobs when you think about it yeah uh <laughs> so like once it's better tested like i imagine that they could just get away with like one dude that gives you the spiel but also periodically goes oh yeah <laughs> occasionally <laughs> well, taps the steering wheel yeah um i imagine that eventually they could do that. Mm-hmm. And then next step, uh, lift from the north end of the Las Vegas Strip to Mars. Yep. Or something. Ooh. I don't know. Checks out. <laughs> seems like seems like a thing I would want to do. Yeah. <laughs> or just space in general. And we'll I, dig a tunnel. I guess I don't want to commit 13 months to this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe just start or with do like, I? 
low Earth orbit or something. Maybe I do want to commit 13 months to this. To taking a lift to Mars? Yeah. I mean... I mean, the price gouging has got to be insane. Well, like, you just like just don't well, tip don't... at the end. <laughs> oh, you got a point for that tip. <laughs> wow. Just avoid surge pricing. Yeah. Yeah, go to Mars at... Off-season. Uh, go to Mars yeah. at 4.30 a.m. <laughs> right. Um, no, but, like, so that... So, like, in the robot car, uh, like, they specifically said, you don't tip us. We work for the for Aptive, the robot. We car work company. for the robots. Yes. Yeah. You don't tip us. You tip the you robot. Tip the <laughs> robot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Like so. It was. It was. I. I didn't feel like there was a safety issue at all or anything. Like these guys were interesting. The only time, uh, uh, the only time I felt a little bit awkward is when the guy barely started turning the wheel to get it out of like autonomous mode right as it started saying want to kill all humans <laughs> sure oh, oh I mean, nope, nope no no <laughs> come on let's let's veer it back that's like the only thing it said too right well i mean honestly that would be the first thing you would want to program it to say just like like as an alert so you know yeah like, like you, you don't want it to have decided it's going to kill all humans, right. but not have the language to give you a warning. Yeah, exactly. I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. And like, you don't want to program in like, hey, it's cool. I don't want to kill all humans because then it might learn to lie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and at what instance, at what instance is a robot going to say, I don't want to kill all humans and you'll <laughs> believe it? Yeah, right. Like, if it is saying the phrase, I don't want to kill all humans, like, your initial reaction is going to be, why would that even be an option? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's how I would react to that it. Is a, that is like and a... And then I would smash it with my fists and fireballs and possibly dragon punches. Right. Oh. That is an interesting twist on the Turing test. At what point can At what machine... Point? Convince you it doesn't want to kill humans when <laughs> it says that it doesn't want to kill humans. Yeah, it convinces me through its inaction in attempts to kill me. That's <laughs> right. the only way over time. And, like, honestly, uh, the jury's still a little bit out on whether or not my toaster oven wants to kill me. It's true. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah, just because it hasn't tried to kill to me that. yet doesn't mean it's not going to try eventually. It's not mobile. It doesn't mean it doesn't have the desire. Though. Are you even sure that it hasn't tried yet? Ooh. And it just hasn't figured it out? Yeah, that's possible. That's a real possibility. Yeah. Has it ever said, hey, I don't want to kill all humans? Never. Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, it's not even reassuring me <laughs> in a direct opposite of the thing I said last time we were talking about this a minute ago. Yeah, right. A direct opposite. A, uh, a thought normally expressed with the word contradiction. <laughs> but I went with a direct opposite. Whatever. Of. It's fine. Yeah. Y'all got there. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Oh, hi. Uh, how, are you? how are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what were you instigating there? I just, Initiating? No, I was just trying to do like a little like... Were you about to assure me that you don't want to kill all humans? What? I mean, like when a person says that... Uh-huh. You believe them, but think they might do it on accident. Or you think, sure. like, I mean, even then, though, you're kind of like, why is that even coming up? <laughs> yeah. No, well, because uh, presumably, if a person says it, there's a context for why it's coming up. Because they're like, a person's gonna be like, no, I don't want to kill all humans. Yeah. But, uh, or like, a, you I know have... what? I don't want to kill all humans. Yeah. 
Oh, like it's a moment of growth. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Like delivered exactly like David Crosswood, <laughs> as you did just then. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, like when a person says that, presumably there's a context there for like. Or like, hey, I don't want to kill all humans. Sure, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, the inflection makes a big difference. <laughs> this is why it's so hard to make a robot convince <laughs> Right, because there's but so much like, nuance to it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's like when they tested the first, like, like atom bomb or whatever, uh-huh. where they thought it might set off a chain reaction that, that like would destroy that the lit, atmosphere, that lit the atmosphere on fire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like only one way to find out. <laughs> well, that was kind of the logic, but they they assembled a bunch of guys that knew where to put tanks, like military strategists, uh-huh. and had like a review of like the scientific the scientific evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that's the phrase we all use. <laughs> the evidence from the scientists. And like if one of these like seven military strategists went, I think it might set the atmosphere on fire. They weren't going to do it. <laughs> but then they like but then like two of them were like it might though and then they got bullied into doing it anyway. And then it didn't. Hooray. I mean, you know, the scientists were reasonably sure it wouldn't set the atmosphere on fire. Some of them they were had, reasonably they had, sure. And they they'd done the calculations and there was some sort of threshold of certainty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Like yeah, there was like a there was like a percentage, right? Like cuz like this like review group took the uh took the it was it was was it like 94% or something like that. They were like if they're 94% sure that it won't set the atmosphere on fire, we're doing it. Uh-huh. That was like they assigned a number to it, yeah, and it was not one hundred percent, which is pretty fucked up. Well, well, I mean, are you one hundred percent that you're not going to set the atmosphere on fire? I mean, are I you one hundred percent certain that your toaster oven isn't planning to set the atmosphere on fire right now? Planning yeah. to or capable of? Well, do you, can you answer either of those questions? I cannot answer, 100% certainty. I cannot answer the first one. The second one I can answer with 100% certainty. Oh, you're a fool. It's unplugged. <laughs> so yeah. Well. It's unplugged, and I know that there's not a big enough capacitor in there to, to operate it. <laughs> All right. Well. Glad we worked that out, at least. Are, do you think that you, now with this new information... Do you expect to plug it back in at some point? Never. <laughs> Good. There's literally <laughs> zero chance. Thank you. <laughs> Humanity thanks now you. That we, now that we've run down the uh, the facts, <laughs> nay, certainties of what will happen, yeah. Uh, yeah. there's not a chance I will ever plug that back in. Wow. I am probably going to office space it in the alley as soon as we're done here. <laughs> You're a hero to humanity. And yeah, honestly, you should get the key to the city. And honestly, that's going to be more rewarding than just cleaning it. So... That's true. <laughs> sure. That is true. All toaster ovens eventually just get smashed while very dirty. <laughs> Has anyone ever gotten the key to Minneapolis? And Probably. Does that key exist? Probably. I mean, I don't know that it does. Uh, but I. But now that you mention it. What do the keys to cities do? Nothing. Like, is it just a cool plaque? Or I like... think it, yeah, I think it was like for back in the day when cities had gates and walls. And you're like, you don't live here, but uh, you're welcome to come and go as you anytime. please. Sure. Here's a key. Um, I don't know that they still exist anywhere. Mm-hmm. Or if that's just a thing that only happens on the TV. Yeah, great question. Yeah, that's a good... 
Wait, you what? were certain though. You were like, probably, yeah, of course, a second ago. And now I mean, you're like, yeah, you really backed down. I think from it your... definitely happened. I thought we were going to have a sweet debate. I think it definitely happened at some point, but still, to this day, listeners, what what information do you have about the key to the city thing? Maybe now it's like a little, just a little remote beeper, like for a new car. Do you think that's what it is, listeners? Whoop, whoop. I'm, I'm. S- He's trying to make you say the email. Get a hold of us. Send us an email. Howbadcast at gmail.com. Howbadcast at gmail.com. I'm going to set up a a card table um, outside of Dan. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Which is, I mean, given that binary option, always the better option. (laughs) Yeah. At least for Dan. Thank you. Um, I'm going to set up a card table outside of Dan (laughs) with a sign that says, there are no keys to cities. Change my mind. Yeah. (laughs) And then when Dan doesn't try and change my mind, I'm going to make a second sign and put it next to it that says, debate me, coward. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you keep doing the I'm a police officer trying to get past you sound? Because I don't. It's a sound of the police. (laughs) I don't. I my I'm too tired to try to be the right pitch of a car. Uh, Are you trying to be Night Rider or Team Night Rider? <laughs> well, that'd be five cars at once. Yeah, so just do it louder. We'll assume they're in unison, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make the same sound. Mm-hmm. Oh God, what if they just assigned each of the five Team Night Rider cars? If they just just assigned each one of them, one of the sounds from those toy laser guns that change sounds uh-huh. if you hold the trigger longer. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Uh, which is also, I think, car alarm sounds now. Yeah. Yeah. The car alarms accomplish anything aside from uh, irritating everyone around them? Um, I believe that you're forgetting commercials for The Viper, where... <laughs> It starts making sounds, and if that doesn't scare a thief away, a cartoon snake comes out and attaches the, <laughs> attacks them. I was forgetting about the cartoon viper. The viper. What? There is a car alarm company way back in the day called the Viper. Mm. Um, not to be confused with the man that cleaned GI Joe headquarters. Right, right, right. Uh, a thing that we've brought up on the show so many times. Yeah. I think it's been a long time, though. It has, though. That might, doesn't mean you might, have to bring it up again. <laughs> it might not have come up during the, uh, during during the, the How Bad cast phase. During the modern era. Just yeah. Google it. Who? Me? Listeners. Now? Yeah, listeners. Just Google what? The Viper. Oh. The, like. The, the I don't know, GI though. Joe yeah. episode. Yeah. I don't know. They, I, might, I believe... they might find it challenging to Google because uh... they might find the spelling of the word surprising. Oh my god! Not to spoil anything. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I like how I like how you're trying not to spoil it. <laughs> I I guess I appreciate that. I hate spoilers. Oh well, there you go. Like I mean, this one I know, right? But <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the episode is called "The Viper Is Coming." Look mm. out. Spelled like Viper. The snake. Like the snake. Oh, okay. Viper. Not to spoil anything. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, um, Why was he a small Eastern European man? I mean, I guess just for the joke to yeah, work. Yeah, that's just to justify the joke. But I like, guess. I got Not f- that there's necessarily a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not to spoil anything. I gotta <laughs> dig in and figure out who wrote that episode. A small European man could easily be an assassin. Yeah, like that one movie uh, with uh, Princess Amidala. What? Queen what? Amidala. Was Darth Maul a small 
Eastern European man? Yeah. Or Leon? The professional or the cleaner or whatever it's called in whichever version you're watching it in. (laughs) There's like three or four names for that goddamn movie. Is that true? Yeah. It's like the professional and the cleaner and Leon, I think. I thought it was his name, the professional. It depends on when it was released. I'm sorry. It was... was Kira Knightley in The Professional? I don't want to spoil no. the uh, No, Kira Knightley was also not. Menace. Oh my god, what are you doing? <laughs> well, Kira Knightley was also not the lead in The Phantom Menace. Uh, Michael's making a reference to the Queen Amidala having body doubles. Yeah. Because was he or don't, he... don't go any further. Sorry. You'll spoil it. I mean, I have Disney Plus now, so I'm definitely... McClunky! (laughs) I'm definitely just going to sit down and watch all 11 Star Wars movies. Star Wars is? In order that they should happen. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess it's only 10 still. You're not doing the machete order? What's that mean? I I think that's probably the order that... Like, I'm trying to figure out what order I want to Is that where you figure out where the machete... Movies go yes. in order of yeah. the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah, because you remember that one scene. You remember that one scene where, like, where like Luke, Luke and his friends are getting like shocked by hand lightning, and mm-hmm. he's and they're like, "Oh no, Danny Trejo's dead and can't come save us." <laughs> or Danny Trejo has yet to be born <laughs> and can't come save us. Yeah. Oh, I guess based on the the timeline from the beginning of A New Hope, um. All of the Machete movies come in order after all of the Star Wars movies. Yeah, so I guess you'd watch all the Star Wars movies and then watch all the Machete movies. That makes sense. Does The Mandalorian take place after all the Star Wars movies, though? I think it takes place between some of them. Yeah, it takes Uh, place between... It's like like 30 years after uh, Episode 6. I was really hoping there was a chance that it was long enough after that... The Mandalorian could meet Machete at some point. No, it's oh. like 30 years after episode six and like before the rise of the New Order or whatever. Mm. I thought it was. What's it called? I Is thought it called it was, the New Order? I thought it was the other way. Will it give enough will it give enough backstory to the rise of the New Order? Is that what it's called? I don't remember. What's it first called? Order. First Order. For, first Order. Will, first will, Order. Will the Mandalorian <laughs> provide enough backstory to First Order that in retrospect the uh, the following trilogies will have stakes at all. Um. Well, the following trilogies, like the the Ryan Johnson one, is like, how did Jedi's come to be? Which one? What are we talking about? The 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 next trilogy, the Ryan Johnson trilogy, is how like the invention of Jedi's. What are, what. What's the Ryan? Jo- Ryan Johnson, the director of the Last Jedi, is going to create his own trilogy separate from the initial saga started by using, George Lucas in 1970. Trilogy whatever. as a way to describe after the original trilogy. Oh, Mike, that's such a not descriptive enough way you, of talking oh, about these movies. You mean the end of the Skywalker saga? Yeah, the rise of the Skywalker. Oh, so you're you're hoping that. You're hoping that eventually there will be some explanation for what the fuck is happening in any of those <laughs> movies or why any of it matters to the world. Right, exactly. I'm pretty sure they're going to shoehorn that into this last one based on the commercials. Will yeah. that be the entire movie? I don't know. Um, Great question. There will be a bunch of backstory and then one lightsaber fight. It's, 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 literally just like, it's literally just like, hey, you remember all those <laughs> parliamentary procedure hey guys, scenes that me. we shot in the, in the previous trilogy? What if instead of parliamentary procedure, now it is the 
editing of an unabridged history of the First Order inside of a publishing house. <laughs> it's just like the Ken Burns of the Star Wars galaxy <laughs> sitting down with the, uh, what's that guy's name? We were just talking about his books. What, what what would Star Wars Ken Burns be named? Like Kenbo Jerb? Oh my God, it'd be something <laughs> insane. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, that's probably it. Kenbo Jerb. <laughs> famous documentarian. Chronicler, chronicler of the galaxy. Yep. Kenbo Jerb. Kenbo Jerb. <laughs> like, I imagine he'd live in, like, the inner planets, right? Oh, and, like, yeah. So he would tell a very, like, he would tell, like, a very, like, you know, like, galactic citizen, interplanet centric version. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, there'd be a lot of there'd be criticism later of not including enough of the Outer Rim's population in the yeah. overall story of how the did, Galactic. How did Tuscan Raiders feel about the fall of the of the Empire? Yeah, were they in the remade version of the end montage of Return of the Jedi? I don't remember. <laughs> Probably. I don't think they were. I think it was just like four dudes. Huh? At the end of Jedi? You know, they remember the new version. They cut between all the planets, and everyone's having a big old party. Oh, that's right. And yeah. So there's very good chance there's a shot of some Tusken Raiders going, ah, <laughs> while uh, fireworks happen. Yeah, on Tatooine or whatever. Tatooine. The desert world. Yeah, that's where they live. We all knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. You know, the interesting thing for, about Tatooine is it has the, two suns. Yeah. The sand people don't walk in whatever particular way they're supposed to walk. These are the movements of troopers. Remember that part of the original movie? Uh -huh. <laughs> Plug something so we can end this. Ooh. They walk single file to hide their numbers. numbers. Thank you. It's me, the old <laughs> space kook. They don't walk how they regularly walk. <laughs> That's how you remembered that quote. Hey, who cares? I mean, like a lot of people. Rise gonna, of Skywalker angry, released in December something. Get your tickets now at StarWarsTickets.com, probably. I mean, probably, if not, right? buy that URL real quick, put yeah, an ad up on shit. the side, and yeah. start redirecting that, Get that shit. Get that money. Just take a little bit off the top. It's just black. Well, you just man. put ads on the side. Or get AMC or like Regal Theaters to pay you to redirect to them. Yeah. Sure. yeah or both. Okay, yeah. this hustle is trademarked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see if someone owns this website. Hey, do you enjoy yeah, it? this hustle is trademarked? I mean, we still want you to implement it, but uh, but pay us a licensing fee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For, uh, it's find I mean, his find his feet. That like that's pretty much like the president's business model. It's true. Hey, <laughs> hey, oh hey, uh, hey Mike. Hey Dan, do you like uh, do you like where'd Obi Wan Kenobi go? Oh, oh, uh, Mike, use your use the force of yes, the force your wallet to purchase tickets mm. for Guts and Teeth's holiday special, December twentieth and twenty first at Strike Theater. It's a fun improvised romp. Uh, in the vein of a Lawrence Welk Christmas special featuring the musical stylings of keyboardist Justin Wait. Ellis and oh. drummer Josh Kaplan. Do you do you mean a, a Lawrence Welk Christmas special or like, say, a Star Wars Christmas special? <laughs> so StarWarsTickets.com, by the way, is taken, but StarWarsMovieTickets.com is available. Cha-ching. Hey. Uh, a Lordo Volcanus Christmas Life Day special. There you go. There we go. 
Anyway, strike.theater for tickets. See, Strike Theater doesn't need a Star Wars name. That seems like it's Star Warsy enough. Strike? Yeah. So it would be strike. improvised. Strike me down. It would be improvised theater. old person and dancing. I will grow more power. What? Would it be like improvised old person dancing? No, you idiot. Or like a fat man bathing on stage? Burr Lives will not be featured. I'm sorry. <laughs> huh? Well, uh, not like. What? Not like later Lawrence Welk, like in his prime when he's a beautiful Aryan man in the late 50s. Ooh, this got creepy. Desperately <laughs> trying to uh, speak English with enough confidence to introduce the next act. All right. Yeah. Is English not his first language? No. What is his first language? German, I assume. Welky. Welky? Yeah. McClunky. <laughs> Check it out. I don't know why you're saying that. Well, when you watch A New Hope on the <laughs> Disney Plus, you will know. Why? Because it... Just Google it. <laughs> what? McClunky. Uh, this is a McClunky version. You don't, you don't want to spoil it. No, it's like the G.I. Joe episode. Right. The Viper is coming. Yeah, I don't want to spoil McClunky. McClunky is coming. It is. It is coming if, if Steven watches that movie. So Dan has a show. Uh, December 20th and 21st at Strike Theater in Northeast Minneapolis at ooh, 7.30, I think. <laughs> and evening time. Yeah, you know, just evening times. Check out strike.theater for more information. Uh, Click on shows. I don't know if it's on the front page. Click on the shows <laughs> link. Stephen, have you started a uh, comedy duo with that robot car that you met? I Aww. I tried, uh, but it doesn't speak. Oh, so we were just going to travel the American West, knocking down obstacles for <laughs> flag. <laughs> yeah, right. So check out Stephen doing that. Oh, I just American remember we made Southwest. a big deal out of me looking this up at the beginning. I could have given you the actual time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> too yeah. Late. Too late. 7.30. 7.30 p.m. See, you spent all that time at the beginning. And what, what good was it? Nothing. You're right. I'm sorry. And, of course, you can always be a good for nothing with me at cool. the Galactic Pizza Comedy Open Mic every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Sign up at 9.30. You'll laugh your blast off. Galactic. Pizza, like Star Wars, <laughs> uh-huh. galactic pizza, but also not at all. Don't sue us, Disney theme parks. <laughs> Surely there's a Star Wars themed pizza. Yeah, like somewhere in Disney World, you can go to the Galactic Pizza Senate yeah. and get a pizza. Yeah. Our pizzas are shaped like the Millennium Falcon, which is mostly the shape of a pizza, Don't but with a couple that. of knobs on it. Oh, you're saying theirs are, not Galactic Pizza's yeah. pizzas. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Galactic Pizza's <sighs> pizzas are shaped like pizzas. Yeah. Square. <laughs> Ooh, controversy. <laughs> it's not true. The views of Steven Montenegro are not necessarily the views of Galactic Pizza uh, or its pizza... Overlords. Flippy guys. Pizza hippie guys. Flippy guys. Oh, flippy guys. You know how you like... Although uh, they are kind of pizza hippie guys, too. Yeah, well, that, that is sort of the, kind of their whole the deal? theme of yeah. the thing. Uh, get some hemp brownies, baby. Do they still <laughs> offer those? Uh, Did they ever offer those? Yeah. Uh, the brownies had hemp in them. Really? Yeah. I Weird. don't know. I don't remember. All right. It's been a while since I've uh, so, gone all the way through the menu. So if it's not weed yeah. and doesn't get you high, basically you're just making a brownie with rope in it? Uh, Well, I mean, I guess if you pr- process it 
to get the fibers the way you wanted them, sure. Yeah. Rope brownies. Mm, I don't know Delicious if that's how they rope. market them. Anyway, I could be totally making this up, but I'm pretty sure there's a little Seems bit like of, you are. I'm pretty sure there's like little <laughs> hemp seeds or something in the brownies. Uh I have a vague memory of that. Thank I, you. I couldn't tell you whether that's still true but or not. But hey, you know what? Their pizza is delicious. Get that pizza. It sure is. And the comedy is hilariously there. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll show up sometime. You never know. You got a decent idea, though. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for you, though. <laughs> All right. Well, this is show over time. So now show the show over. is show over. Show over. Show over. Show over. Show over, show over, show over, show over. Oh, I'm glad we're dead. Wow. <laughs> Spoiler.